What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at We Are Ablaze. We are going to be continuing on the subject of friends. Everyone say friends. Yeah, you got to say it with an A. Friends. Friends. So last week, we kind of covered a little bit about how, you know, if you kind of boil it all down into like one core point, that was a weird, it's like one of those weird farts that Noah was talking about during tithes and offering, right? Anyway, so if you narrow it down to like one point, one core thing to take away from that, over in 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about how bad company can corrupt good morals. And we talked about how you know, basically the people that you surround yourself with are going to rub off on you either for the good or for the bad. And, you know, sometimes I like to think of that scripture, and I didn't say it last week, but I like to think of it this way. Not only can bad company corrupt good morals, but good company can promote good morals. So really the whole point of friends is getting you to a place where you can decide, hey, who are the people I'm letting in my life? Who are the folks that I got in my circle that are giving me influence? Who are the people that are talking to me, that are, that are in my corner, that are, that are just like a part of my life, that are influencing my decisions and my choices? Right? Right? Right. So that's kind of what this is about, is that friendship is a choice. You don't have to be friends with everybody. Did you know that? <laughs> you don't need to be friends with everybody. It's okay to not be friends with everybody. All right? Don't be afraid to not be friends with everybody. You know, I, I was thinking about, um, you know, a long time ago. I was in oh, probably fifth or sixth grade. I was thinking about this today. I had this memory and because I was thinking about tonight's message and just kind of like seeking God about, you know, a little bit of revelation about what I want to talk to you guys about tonight. And I was just, I remember this time where I was like, we were riding bikes with friends, like my neighborhood crew, like my, my dudes, my homies. And like, we were riding through the neighborhood and we had just like got into like like different shows that we weren't like necessarily allowed to watch yet. And so I don't know if you guys are familiar with what South Park is. I don't know if like South Park is still a thing or not. No, it's fine. It's fine. If you don't know what it is, you don't have to look it up. But all I'm saying is that when I was in fifth grade, I finally got to like watch a video of that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like my whole like life was changed. And me and my friend group had watched these like shows together. And like we were sitting around and we like, we had just gotten done like biking or whatever. We were sitting at the top of a hill and we were all like talking and chatting about the show. And then we like looked at each other and we're like, should we start cussing? Like, are we going to start doing this? And I felt like everyone was looking at me because whether I realized it or not at the time, if I look back on it, I was kind of like the ring leader of our friend group because I was the oldest one. I was the one that was one grade higher than everyone else. And so they were all looking at me for the answer of, are we going to start cussing now? And I looked at them as they looked at me and I said, heck yeah, we are. And I did not say heck. But the point of that message is I did a bad thing. Because from that day forward, my friend group did not make great decisions. I'm not saying that that one thing was like the thing that set us off on the edge. But I had an opportunity. I had a moment to lead my friends in the different direction. But I chose a path that was not so righteous. 
And the reason that I did that was because they were all looking at me, and I was looking at them, and they were looking to see what I was going to say. And I started thinking, if I say no right now, are we still going to be friends? Like, if I say no, we're not going to cuss. Like, are we still going to be tight? Like, are we still going to go ride our bikes together? Are we still going to go jump on a trampoline after school? Are we still going to go, like, play video games in our friend's basement and just, like, eat snacks all night? Like, are we going to still be tight if I tell them no? And obviously, this is, like, you know, the thought process of a span of, like, 20 seconds, but it was all just, like, coming at me real fast, like, oh, man, this is the decision that I have to make right now. What am I going to do? And I said, yes. We are going to start cussing. And it just, like, obviously, it's like, okay, again, it's not like it was the worst thing. It's not like I told my friends, like, yes, we are going to start doing hard drugs and murdering people. You know, it's not like, you know, like, it wasn't like one of those types of moments. But, you know, a sin is a sin, guys. And and it's just a slippery slope. You, you take an inch, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's, it gets weird, and it gets crazy, it gets awful. And so as we're going into the message tonight, I want you guys to think about how your decisions about your interaction with your friends are going to determine how your friendships are. Your decisions are, you know, when you decide how you're going to interact with those around you, are you going to influence them, or are they going to influence you? And so over in Ephesians 4, verse 29, it says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those that hear them. So in that moment, <laughs> I was not being encouraging. I was not being inspirational. You see, I changed myself in order to be liked. I chose to do something different than I normally would in order to be accepted. You see, over in Romans 12, verse 9, it says, Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another, Never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Man, like how many times and how easy for it for us is it to like put on this mask every single day when we go into our schools because we just want to be liked. I don't know if it's just, is it just me that like, you know, I get around certain people and I want to be like so bad that I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't talk, you know, so much about Jesus around these people, you know, because they might like not be cool with that. Or maybe like, you know, they're like that crowd that wants to like gossip and they just want to joke on people. And it's just like, I don't really like to hate on people, but to be able to fit in, I feel like I need to start hating on somebody or I feel like I need to post something on my Snapchat just so I can get some cred. I mean, is that, is that, not, is that not only me where I get that temptation where it's like I want to be liked so bad, I want to fit in so bad, so I will do something that's not me. I'll put on this mask so that way those around me will accept me. Exactly. Some people will be fake. And I, what I'm saying, and I'm not trying to be like, you guys are being fake. All I'm just saying is, is that you guys need to be careful and cognizant of those decisions because sometimes it is tempting is all I'm saying. 
there's the popular crowd at your school. You know who exactly who they are. You got those people that are like the ones that rule the hallways. They rule the school. They are the dudes. They are the chicks. They are the ones that if you want to be somebody, you got to be their friend. No. Well, maybe you're that somebody. I mean, <laughs> all right. I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, all I'm saying is, so, so this, here's the thing, here's the thing. We're constantly saying, pick me, accept me, be my friend. You know, we want to be liked. I, I get it. I understand everyone wants to be liked. Everyone wants friends. Everyone wants to be accepted. But so often we're like, choose me, pick me, choose me, pick me, choose me, pick me. But God is saying, you don't need anyone to choose you. You need to be the one choosing them. You need to be the one that's selective in choosing your friends. You see, over in that verse, Romans 12, 9, it says, despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. I want to go over to Psalms 34, 12. Ooh, I got right to Psalms. Look at that. I didn't even have my little ribbon guy in there. I just went straight to it. My little ribbon man, you know? All right. Verse 12, that's right. All right, here we go. Here we go. It says, does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Do I got people that want to live a long and prosperous life in here? Just four of you? No? All of you? Yeah, you want to live a long and prosperous life. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies, verse 14, and turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. You see, we have to pursue that good life. We have to pursue that peace. We got to pursue those people, those ones that are going to encourage us to be good, those ones that are going to encourage us to embrace peace and be able to maintain peace, those ones that encourage us to stay away from gossip, the ones that encourage us to stay away from ill behavior and to not encourage us to try drugs or even smoke or do anything that's harmful to our bodies. We don't want to be around that. We don't need that stuff. We don't need that. You can have just as much fun without it. Your friends are the ones that are going to help be there for you in those difficult times where you're saying, do I want to do this? You see, even though I was the quote-unquote leader of my little friend group, how rad would it have been if all my friends, like, just never would have said that at all? <laughs> like, we just never even had to have that conversation. Or maybe even someone could have stood up and been like, we shouldn't have been watching these videos, dude. Like, why are we watching this trash? Like, like I wish that now. And, you know, it's nothing against them. We were kids. We were, you know, we were just, bleh. you know, we were misguided. We didn't understand. We didn't really have the best role models leading us in the way of the right things or whatever. But still, how much more cool would it be if, at that age in my life, I would have been more selective of those that I let in my inner circle. I love you, dude. If for whatever reason that you guys are listening, because all those dudes are like super rad dudes. Like they're all living great lives today. One of them is like a, like a somewhat medical missionary to Nepal these days, and it's so cool. Like he's a doctor, and he goes to Nepal and like takes you know like medicine and like supplies over there, and he just like loves on people and gives them free healthcare. It's so rad. He's a really good dude. So and not like knocking on them at all because they all turned out really great. And one of them used to be a youth pastor. Anyway, so. Back over in Psalms 34, it says, turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. You see, what's so cool, and if you guys know, what's my favorite verse right now? 
John 10, 10. You see, at the beginning of that verse, it was talking about how anyone wants to live a life that is long and prosperous. And if we want to live that life, we want to live that John 10, 10 life. We want to live that life that is long and prosperous. We got to seek peace and pursue it. We got to stay away from sin. We got to stay away from people that are going to drag us into sin because it's going to hold us back from living that 1010 life. And I want to make like an ablaze shirt that just says 1010 on it. And like, that's it. And it's just like 1010. And everyone's going to be like, what's 1010? It's like, that's my youth pastor's favorite verse, John 1010. And we're going to be like, yeah, we're living that good, prosperous, yeah, life, you know? And it's just going to be like, JY, you know? JY. It's going to be so rad. I want to do it. And so, yeah. Stay away from sin. Stay away from the things that hold you back from living the 1010. Choose what is good. What did we talk about last week over in Galatians 5? Let's, let's go back and read back again. Read back again. Read that again. Because I just love the way that the Holy Spirit, like, said that to me. It's just so rad. Because even though this is about the Holy Spirit, it's just so good. Because it says the Holy Spirit, or those that are good, those that are influenced by the Holy Spirit, produce this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no such law against these things. So you want to look for people. You want to seek out people that promote this lifestyle, that are living a life of love, that are joyful, that are peaceful, that are patient, that are kind, that are good, that are faithful. Here are people that you should probably avoid. Now, again, I say this because I, I love you, and I want to protect you. And you most definitely need to love on these people and you need to minister to them and you need to seek them and help them get closer to God. But, 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 (laughs) finish the but, dude. You gotta be strong in God. You gotta understand who God is. You gotta be able to have that love, that joy, that peace, that mercy, that goodness, that wah, that 10 10. You gotta have the 10 10. Because if you're around people that follow the desires of sinful nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarrelsome, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension. You don't know what those words mean? Okay, all right. Well, then let me, let me break it down for you. Sexual immorality. <laughs> Dude or chick getting risque on the Snapchat. You don't want to be following them. Impurity. Dude or chick trying to pressure you into getting a little fill in the blank before marriage. Here's the thing, guys. I know you're in middle school, but I'm going to give it to you real. You absolutely and most definitely should have sex one day. But it should be in the right, the right, correct way. If you're a man, you're going to get you a lady and you're going to marry her. And you guys can have all the sex you want. If you're a lady, you can get you a man. You're going to marry him. And you can have all the sex you want. I know you're in middle school, but let's just be real, guys. You live in a world where if you watch TV, if you go online, even if you go in your hallways, there are people around you at your school, in middle school, in middle school that are having sex. Am I wrong? I know. I know. I know. I know. 
I know. All I'm saying is, these are the people, those are the people, and while, yes, like I said, they most definitely deserve love. They most definitely deserve it because Jesus died for them too, and God loves them, and God cares for them, and God wants everything and wants the best for them, but at the same time, you got to protect your heart. you got to protect yourself. You know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, if you've ever, like, been on an airplane or if you've seen, like, a movie, where, the, but they always talk about when the, ma- like, if in an emergency and the masks fall, they say, put your mask on first before you help someone else get their mask on. You see, if you're trying to help someone, like, get saved from their sin and before you've been saved yourself, it's not going to work. Until you're living that good life with Jesus, until you're able, you're strong enough to love on them, until you got that truth embedded in your heart and no one can sway you either way, you are not going to be able to preach it the correct way. I love you, but it's true. Do you guys still need me to spell this out? Oh, my gosh. Impurity, lustful pleasures, they all kind of, you know, go in there. Idolatry, basically you're putting other things before God. You're putting TV before God. You're putting basketball games before God. You're putting sports before God. You're putting girls before God. See, maybe you're putting your friends before God. Sorcery, I mean, obviously that's, I feel like that's selfish. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts. If you got people that are just like angry all the time and they just blow up on, you know what? Here you go. I'm just going to go to 1 Corinthians 13. Here, hold on. I'm going to spell this out just a little bit. You know, we might talk about that other stuff in a little bit more depth later, but here's where you want to be. This is what you want to do. I was thinking about this, and I, I love this verse. A long time ago, over here in 1 Corinthians 13, I used to have a picture of my wife <laughs> right next to 1 Corinthians 13, just to remind me. Hey, just wait. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, we're going to start in verse 4. I used to have a picture of my wife in here, and the only reason I did is because it helped remind me to be patient, be kind of all these things I'm about to list off. But the reason, though, is because, I, I mean, I'm human. You're human. You need this. You need people in your life that are like this. You need friends that are going to keep you on track. You need these people that are going to be this verse. Yes, it might be talking about like, I love, love, but love is a choice, guys. It's more than a feeling. It is a choice that you got to make and your friends need to make. And you should have friends that are willing to make that choice. All right, anyway, the only reason I took the picture shots because it just kept falling out. And it was just too much to like, I was always dropping the picture. But anyway, all right, so over in verse Corinthians 13, we're going to start in verse 4. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude, does not demand its own way. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and switch out the word love, and then this is what you need to do. These are the friends that you need. My friends are patient and kind. My friends are not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. My friends don't demand their own way. My friends aren't irritable. My friends don't keep records of being wronged. How many of you guys got friends that just hold it over your head all the time? Every little mistake you've ever made. Man, I'm not saying they shouldn't, you know, but maybe you guys need to talk about it. You know, I'm not saying you need to excommunicate them right away, but you need to be like, hey, guys, (laughs) maybe we should just, you know, stop. You know, I believe there's a verse over in Matthew where it talks about how we should forgive our brother like 70 times 70 or whatever it is, 490 times, 490 times. Don't hold it over their head. Forgive them over and over and over again. Forgive and forget. Anyway, 
Our friends never give up. Oh, sorry, I missed one. Our friends don't rejoice about injustice. Our friends rejoice whenever the truth wins. Our friends stand up for what is right. Our friends stand up for God. Our friends stand up for the truth, the life, the way. Our friends never give up. They never lose faith. They're always hopeful, and they endure every circumstance. You know, see, you just said, my friends aren't nice. Why don't you have nice friends? Oh, my gosh. All right, all right. See, there's one thing about joking on each other and you're playing around, but at the end of the day, like, if your friends aren't building you up, are they actually your friends? Realistically, hey, shh. Let's just simmer down a little bit. You know, we all started out, this, this is a choice. You know, God gave you a free will for a reason. You can have good friends or you can have bad friends, but it's ultimately up to you who you choose to allow in your life. You know, we, last week we talked about over in Proverbs seventeen seventeen, a good friend is there for you no matter what. And I believe it's over in Proverbs 27 where it talks about iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So you need to make sure that you have a friend in your life, multiple friends, hopefully, friends that are always going to be there for you no matter what. Friends that are there for you, that are going to sharpen you, that are going to make you better, that are going to encourage you, that are going to inspire you. You know, it's a hard choice sometimes to get rid of those friends. It's a hard choice to, to excommunicate yourself from people that don't need to be in your life. You know, I told this story before. I remember being in my senior year of high school, and, well, I guess I was junior going in my senior year, and I had all these friends that, you know, they were good people. They just did bad things, you know? Like, they were good people. They just did that bad things. They just, they didn't know. They didn't understand. They didn't know God. They didn't understand who God was, who God could be in their life. And I, and I made this assumption that, hey, you know, I'm fine. You know, I know God. It's going to be okay. Like, I can go and be friends with these people, and, you know, I'm going to minister to them. You know, we give up. We make excuses for ourselves all the time as to why. And I was like, it's not going to change me. It's not going to matter. It's not going to affect me. But just like the candy last week, you know, where, you know, we put that chocolate candy in the mix of that fruity candy, and over time, you know, over a day, it only kind of tasted fruity, but then there was that, that Reese's that had been in the candy for months, where it tasted like a weird chocolate peanut butter Twizzler, and it was just, ugh. You see, we put ourselves in those groups because... They seem fun. They seem exciting, and other people seem to like them, and we want to be associated with fun and exciting, and we want to be liked. And so at first, we, we get around them. We're like, oh, well, I'll just be the cool Christian kid amongst all them, and it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. But, you know, if they're like our only friend group, if they're the ones that we hang out with all the time, and we're not hanging around people that are promoting good morals and strong in God and helping us get closer to him and praying for us and inspiring us and encouraging us. 
Before you know it, one sin, two sin, and the next thing you know, you're, quote unquote, just as bad as them. You see, I I found myself in a place where, you know, I was making decisions that I never thought I would. You know, I never thought that, like, I'd really go out drinking. I never thought that I'd do drugs. I never thought that I would, like, get with a girl, if you know what I mean. But I was around those people that that's what they did. That was their lifestyle. It was just normal to them. It didn't matter to them. Just another day, just a thing. You know, society said it was cool. Society said it was right, and so they lived that way. And slowly but surely, their lifestyle began to affect mine. And so I had to cut it off. I realized, I woke up one day, and I was like, dang. What did I do? What have I done? Where am I? This is not who I'm supposed to be. I got to change. And, and I immediately felt in my heart from God telling me, is, you need better friends. You need good friends. You need God friends. You need people that are going to help you that are going to encourage you, that aren't going to tempt you. And so that day I woke up and I just told everyone, it's like, look, I got to change. I'm not happy with where I am. I'm not happy with the way that I treated people. I'm not happy with the things that I've done. I'm not happy with the things that I've done with people. I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of it because I can see where it's going to go and I don't want to go there. So I got rid of everybody. I kept one friend of that group. And I found a whole bunch of new friends. They got me back in church. I mean, I was still going to church at this time. I was kidding myself. I was putting on that mask, like it says over in Romans 12, 9. I was putting on that mask, like I was coming to church on Wednesdays and Sundays, and I was putting on this mask, and like, I'm a Christian, yeah. And then on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's kind of like, I'm a Christian, shh. I was putting on this mask, and it just got exhausting. It's not who I was. It's not who God created me to be. It's not who God created you to be. Don't wear the mask that society says you got to put on to be liked by people, to, to, be, uh, to be accepted by people. Don't put on this mask that, you know, goes against God's word. Don't put on this mask that goes against everything that you believe in your heart is wrong. Because I know deep down, whether you realize it or not, the Holy Spirit ministers to you every time that you're about to do something wrong. Don't push it down. Listen to that voice. Be bold to speak up and say, I don't feel right about this. I can't do it. I know I'm speaking to someone tonight, and I just ask that you're just receptive to this word, that you're receptive to this message, because God wants you to know that he loves you and that he cares for you. And if you keep going down this path, if you keep continuing down this road with these people, 
the things that you want in your heart, the things that you desire most might not come to pass. You're going to have pain. You're going to have hurt. You're going to be broken. God needs you to, to step up and say, I need you, God. I want you, God. I know we're getting into like, we've gotten into like kind of a deep place, but it's just, this is one of the reasons that I got in youth ministry, guys. This message right here, this, this is it. This is like, why? Because God cares about you so much, and there's so many people and so many things that are coming for your attention, that are coming for your, for your soul, coming for your life. And while, yes, my time in backslid in sin and on that mess was very short compared to most, it was long enough for me to be like, I don't want this. And I don't want anyone else to experience it. And I don't want you to experience it. And the thing that saved me, plus God, was getting a support group, getting people that knew God to surround me, to pray for me, to encourage me, to build me up to believe with me. So God's asking you, God's pleading with you, choose a friend that's going to love you even when you're hard to be loved. Choose a friend that's going to be there for you no matter what. When you have good friends, when you have real friends, you'll never have to wear the mask. Choose good friends. Choose God friends. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast. Thank you.